Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of the Data Center Frontier Show podcast. I'm Matt Vincent, Editor-in-Chief of Data Center Frontier, here with my editorial counterpart, David Chernikoff. Hello, David. Morning, Matt. How are you today? Doing very well. And also, I'd like to uh, welcome in our guest today, which is who is uh, Mike Jackson, Director of Offer Management for Data Centers at Eaton. Uh, hey, Mike, thanks very much for uh, coming in today. Definitely, no, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, so we're here today. Uh, you, know, you know, the premise is uh, your company, Eaton, has uh, very recently introduced this uh, bright layer platform, which is, uh, I understand, in the neighborhood of DSIM but um, does more than DSIM in that it uh, pulls together IT and power. And, uh, you know, here at DCF, we have all kinds of different podcasts, you know, you know, for the editorial uh, nature of this podcast, what really interested me about this uh, product and why I wanted to have you on is because it uh, touches at the core of uh, vital uh, topics of interest uh, for us here, which is uh, energy and power and um, sustainability, and then also um, areas of design. Um, and then the other reason I want I was excited to have you on the podcast is I really like how Eaton has set up uh, the information uh, on its website about uh, this product. And, uh, you know, we're going to unpeel it with you, um, you know, but I really like how they, uh, you know, describe the... Uh, you know, peeling apart the, the electrical from uh, the IT side. And then also uh, this, uh, there's a piece on the website that I want to refer to in the course of our discussion about uh, the sustainability and some research is cited from uh, 451 and S&P uh, Global Intelligence. And that, that section of the site really uh, links together uh, for me uh, in an efficient way, uh, you know, sustainability with, with energy. Um, you know, uh, tracking and uh, for com uh, consumption as much as we talk about power. And then uh, and then also editorially, um, I'm always interested in tools for operators of data centers that uh, help them get the more get more out of their uh, existing uh, investment or help helps them, uh, you know, more effectively uh, gather and uh, analyze that information about their uh, facilities. So after having said all that, um let's uh, talk about you mike <laughs> and uh and bright layer awesome yeah absolutely so i i have to first ask you uh you're you're director of offer management for data centers at uh eaton so what does that entail like how what's your interaction with uh with the customer and the uh and the stakeholder in that role yeah definitely so so my role is really i focus on product Right, so understanding all the phases of, of product, right? So um, to your point of understanding what is customer need, what are the trends, how are we making sure we're capturing that feedback from existing customers, potential customers, um, you know, then my team is, is responsible for that full product lifecycle. So, you know, taking that information, building a backlog, giving that to our engineering teams, um, you know, having the product come back out the other side, and then we also handle all the commercialization pieces. So understanding how do we do pricing, marketing, um, you know, post-sales support, pre-sales support um, for customers. Because I think you know that's that's one one of the biggest pieces for us is you know, we you know, we pride ourselves in, in 
trying to make it as simple as possible for customers to consume um, and get value out of what we're doing, right? And so, so we're pretty, you know, pretty adamant on a team of how how do we do post sales support? How do we do customer success to make sure if if you have joined the team, right, and and you're using our platform, uh, we make it easy. We make it you know super um, super simple to to kind of go through that journey um, as wherever you start. And I think that's part of what Bright Layer is, is, is all about is you can start with one use case and one challenge will help you solve it. And then we'll start to, to march you through that digital journey of, you know, if you've got power in particular on mind, we'll start there. Um, and we can start in a data center, we can start in, you know, some distributed use cases, and we can pull different pieces of the software in um, as you need it. Right. And I think that's that's a pretty important piece of the process. But but my team and I manage that whole um, that whole idea of product and the customer lifecycle uh, for what we call the data center segment. And I think one key one key differentiator is you know, it's it's definitely purpose built for data centers. So you know hyperscale multi tenant enterprise. Uh, but we also have a piece where we're focused on distributed IT as well. Right. And that pulls in essentially all the other segments. But if you think about most companies and, and their model, they're consuming something from a data center. And so that network closet and, and what actually they run their business on is just as important to us as the data center that's you know, staying up and making sure that that data makes it to them. Um, mm -hmm. So we're seeing a huge change in the market. of Everybody's got, I would say, much more cloud-centric or, or interconnected processes, um, where if you don't have all these distributed locations connected into it, uh, that becomes a, just a big of a challenge as if, you know, the data center is Mike, uh, this may sound a bit pedantic, but it, the uh, the latest introduction of a piece for the Bright Layer suite is the data center performance management uh, software. Now, depending upon where you put the emphasis in that, is it data center performance management or is it data center performance management, which implies, one implies, you know, going out and, and looking at individual applications, individual pieces, the other advice a, a more um, holistic approach to it, where you're looking at the performance of the whole data center. Yeah, it's it's more the latter, right? And I think that's where you know, we where you know, um, you know, Matt kind of alluded to it at the beginning, but it's you know, it's got kind of the DSM use case, but a lot more. Um, and I think that's that's very true. Where we're looking at a holistic view of the data center, understanding. Hey, from a from the, the concept of space, power, cooling, network, fiber, you know, it yeah. starts with the assets and capacity, right? And understanding what do you have, how is it used, um, and so we do take a much more holistic view of what is within that data center wall. Um, and I will say we yes. we will navigate into the white space, um, and we will you know would, would say we we collect a lot of information from IT but we're not necessarily doing a lot of IT work, right? So we leave that to the people that do that best. Right. Okay, thank you. Well, on the bright layer, I mean, I'll just refer to the Eaton website because uh, I like how we are the three uh, legs of the stool where it says three products, one digital platform. So it's data center performance management, electrical power monitoring system, and or distributed IT performance management. Uh, are those the three legs of the stool, or you know, is that too uh, simplistic? And then uh, I see uh, here where uh, all the uh, all the different softwares are uh, are listed. So, and that's where I say, you know, you could almost get into uh, a very particular uh, type of discussion about all these. But uh, I'll let you answer. 
No, yeah, you, you've got it spot on, right? So there's there's three legs of the stool. I would say the only one that we don't cover is what we would call remote monitoring services, which is more geared towards staff augmentation and us using analytics and our our knowledgeable team to triage and respond to issues. Um, but from from that standpoint, yes, those are the three those are the three platforms um, or three software and within the platform. And so I think the biggest difference is historically Eden's had a ton of products that, that do you know, particular things extremely well. But but at the end of the day, they were point products, right? So if you started with an EPMS product, it only stuck in that realm, right? You were you were talking to big gray boxes in the gray space. Um, and that information was was focused on that. What we've done is we said, okay, we've got a lot of different point solutions that bring different value to customers. We brought them all together into one code base, and it's now license controlled, right? So, so when we say you know data center performance management, it's the same code base. So if a customer says, hey, now I want to you know dig deeper into my gray space and understand what's going on in my gear, understand you know really deep power quality within the data center. We just changed the license key, right? And that unlocks all of the capabilities of the, the EPMS portion of the software. And same thing, if someone starts in a data center and you know we've had you know, great examples where like a hospital, you know, a regional hospital, um, you know, healthcare provider would say, hey, we've got a data center, we have an issue, but we also have 13 hospitals and we also have 400 clinics. And so they unlock the DITPM parts say, hey, we want to help manage all of that distributed stuff that we have out there. Um, and it's the exact same platform. We just change the license key and, and push that in. So instead of having an, a new software to manage, a new deployment project to go through, you know, it's you've taken the software you already have and you're already using, you're already trained staff on, and you're just expanding the use of that platform. Um, so, so I think that's, that's you got it right, as there's, there are the three stools there, but you know, we, when we say it's one platform, we're very, you know, and I think people tend to throw platform around a lot, right? To say, oh, we've got, you know, and it's loosely, things are loosely tied together with APIs or whatever. Um, but but this one is truly, it's one code base um, that does all of the capabilities that Eden provides in the data center distributed IP world. So at which level do you see the most uh, customers coming in uh, initially, uh, you know, after the, the launch, you know? I mean, was the product just introduced with with that launch, or has it been? It's has it been out, or yeah. So, so I would say pieces of it have been out for for quite a while. Um, you know, we did a we did a beta launch with you know customers that we've been talking to. So I would say we we officially released it to beta customers in June. The official commercial launch was uh, September the twentieth. Um, so we've we've got you know over thirty customers actively using this the, the product as we speak. Um, but it's and it's a mix, right? Because you know, as Eden, we're we're touching lots of these different use cases. So we've had you know a couple multi-tenant data centers already on board. We've had quite a few distributed use cases, whether it's university, like universities and hospitals, were um, two two key segments for us. Um, so we've got you know customers utilizing it there, and it's it's always interesting. You know, for me, the interesting part of my job is watching how those customers start and, and migrate around, right? Because you, it's just, everybody's like, oh, we're all on the digital journey. And you're like, yeah, but you have a pain point right now and let's go solve it. Um, and then you, you know, it's, to me, I, I like that part because you're consulting a customer through like, okay, here's the next thing we can take on with what you have. And then the next thing and the next thing. And that journey looks, you know, 
pretty different for a lot of different customers, even if they are in the same, same, same segment. I really like that, you know, and I like that perspective too. Uh, thank you. We're, you know, I mean, we're an editorial shop here, but, uh, and I, I don't know, uh, I don't know what you think, David, about, uh, you know, about all that, but I, I'm just kind of kidding around, but, uh, um, David, I I don't I don't want to monopolize the floor here. Uh, did you want to ask anything? Uh, any burning uh, question about uh, Brightlayer? I think you've been pretty much much on point. I mean, the the I guess the question is, um, Mike, do you see the 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 focus you're taking with 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 the new performance layer performance management system and such um, as the differentiator from from the, the DCIM pack in, in that in that fashion? I mean, what, is that why Eaton is going to stand out if I'm going out to look for a new DCIM system, or is it is it main, mainly for customers on the fence or who are already Eaton customers? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely both, right? And I, and uh, you know, when I talk to the the big things, one is truly, you know, there is something truly to be said about having a single platform you can you can expand in. Um, but I do think there's there's a lot of interesting things that we do in some of these use cases that um, you know if you take distributed distributed IT for for example you know we do a lot of interoperability in the IT side so understanding hey if you you know when you're at an edge location you know even a lot of these quote unquote edge data centers that are a container sitting somewhere you know, they don't have the best power backup but if you're a restaurant or a clinic. Um, you know, you don't have gen sets, you don't have the things necessary to stay up for a long period of time. So, so you know, our software be between using remote control and automation, right, we can do a lot of interesting things for that customer to say, look, if the power goes out, you know, we can migrate virtual, critical virtual machines, we can start to power cap servers, um, you know, we can start, you know, worst case scenario is, you know, you're not going to make it, you're not going to ride through the outage. We can gracefully shut down that entire infrastructure, um, so there's no data corruption. Um, and then, you know, once the batteries are, you know, once the power comes back on and the batteries are charged enough, we'll gracefully bring everything back up automatically. Um, and and in some cases, like that's a huge problem where you know some of these hyper-converged systems, if you if you hard crash one, you know, it's you know six, seven, eight hours to rebuild. Um, to rebuild that system and get it back up and running. So you're not only losing the downtime of, of you know being in the dark with no power, but also hey, you've got to rebuild that infrastructure to get it to get it up and running because it's it's corrupt from a hard shutdown. Um, so you can avoid things things like that. Um, whereas on the data center side, you know I think it's really around using a lot of the tools and how do we start to um, understand capacity. We've got a lot of customers asking about hey with you know, you're trying to shove a lot of new things, you know, and, and I hate to use the AI term, but it's it's there and it's real and people are 100 yeah, percent designing sure. around it. Um, is they're saying, hey, I need to I need to have a better understanding of my capacity across the board, right? Which right is cool. yeah, which is a core capability, right, for for the, the software itself is understanding, hey, if you bring in a new project and you deploy these things. We can tell you what does your data center look like before and what does it look like after. Um, you know, we can tell you, hey, here's the best place to deploy that because it's, you know, it's 10 U tall. It has six power supplies, which means you need six plugs and, you know, 10 kW of free power in a rack, 
right? We can tell you yeah. very specifically where you can put that within the data set. And, and here's the fascinating thing about this platform, why it's noteworthy, is because it's while simultaneously shrinking the environmental footprint of the data center. You know, that's that's a built-in part of the tool. You know, you explained with the li licensing and the sustainability conversation is huge. You know, and if we're going to talk about um, story on the front page of the website right now about uh, Microsoft and all the hyperscalers with the iMasons uh, Climate Accord, you know, trying new mixes of concrete, you know, to de you know, to make those blocks low carbon and uh, make everything safe for scope three emissions reporting, you know, and we also have to talk about, you know, the kind of stuff that this platform, you know, is, is designed to, to solve within the data center. So, uh, so I, I think it's fascinating on, on the site how this article uh, about uh, four steps to boost the performance and sustainability of data center operations. It ties together, you know, those two elements. Uh, but uh, the people asking about sustainability, and that's kind of what I want to ask you too, is the levels where people are coming in. I mean, how many people are you seeing, seeing you know, because the performance management, you know, game here is strong, but how many people are you seeing come in, you know, on day one, on the sustainability um, side, I think I think a lot are um, you you've got you got a mix just like with everyone else, right? Where you know a lot are hey we we are being regulated into it or you know we've got a big corporate goal and, and step one is if you don't even know where you stand, you can't you can't you know either provide that data to regulators or provide it to the street. Um, so a lot of the customers are like we just need to day one, know what we have, what is it using, what are we consuming? Um, again, you can't, you can't manage it if you don't measure it and track it, right? So we've got a ton of customers that are like, hey, I'm, I'm getting pushed into, um, pushed into this challenge, right? And even, I mean, it goes really, and, you know, we're seeing some of the EMEA markets where they're, they're dictating PUEs down to the network level, right? And you're like, that level of, of tracking and capability, like we, you know, that's, that's where we play, but it's also, you know, it's being mandated. Like you, if you have a small, a quote unquote, small data room, you got to get it to 1.6, right? And that's a really compelling argument of, okay, we need to know not only what's going on in the data center, but all of the places that we have, right? And, and I think you brought up a great point, like mixing concrete, right? And like, that's, that's one of the interesting things. Like when we've been talking internally about liquid cooling is they're like, hey, if, if they use that, they can get rid of concrete walls potentially, right? And like that's a huge carbon, you know, carbon consumer in the data center is just building the big, thick walls that they put to keep that thermal, um, thermal capacity really high. So, you know, there's there's some really interesting ways that this all ties together um, and plays out. But I, I do think most, you know, most of our customers are, you know, they're starting with, hey, we got to measure all of this stuff, and then they can start to use the tools to say, okay. Here's how we can start to look at: Can we reduce, you know, reduce cooling use here? Can we start to, you know, maybe move workloads around uh, based on, you know, where things are either more sustainable or more cost advantageous? Yeah. Sort of a. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, David. Yeah. Sorry, I'll just say sort of a. What's old is new again, though in a different way. Is that for a long time we we talked about the advantages of point solutions and solving specific problems and being able to monitor specific sources and then try to find ways to make them all talk to each other. Uh, and now it seems we've, we've gone full circle 
And it's not, it's not just eaten, but this is an excellent example of it. And with the value of having a single throat to choke, of having one vendor uh, who is monitoring or managing all of your infrastructure and you can go to them and say, I need to do this or I need to do that or what's happening here without having to deal with the individual soap components. Uh, do you get customers coming to you looking for that kind of solution now? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's really interesting because I, you know, I push my team very hard, right, of, yes, we are, you know, we manage the infrastructure extremely well, but there's a ton of things in in, in in software within a data center and then within data center processes that that, that integration you pointed out is extremely important, right? So I don't need to have a workflow system in my software being used if the customer already has one, right? If they have service now and they've built out an entire infrastructure, my software needs to talk to that one, right? Or a CBDM or, you know, a, a you know, building management software, like, so to me, I've pushed the team, like, I want this to be as integratable as possible, right? And so whether it's open API layers uh, or, you know, out of the box integrations, you know, if, if we have an alarm, there's no reason we shouldn't be able to tell a ticketing system that you've got something because you've already got a workflow worked out. You already have the right people on the right schedule involved. We can, we can send you that, you know, through an API to, to start that ticket and then once it gets closed out on the service now side, we, we pull that back in and we can clear the alarm. So um, there is there is this kind of balance of, you know, we can we can do the infrastructure very well, but we also realize there is a ton of other pieces of the puzzle when it comes to a data center that we want to be able to talk to um, and and be able to integrate back and forth. Yeah. So. I'm referring back to the uh, Eaton uh, content marketing uh, article here, which is uh, just a great article. And um, we have to talk about, I think, the energy aware UPS and the uh, grid interactive uh, capability. You know, this uh, bullet point here, you know, this is an executive uh, bullet point, you know, create new revenue streams by applying our data centers as grid strategy. I mean, there's, the bright layer platform come part and parcel of this uh, energyware uh, UPS series. Yeah, so I would say one one benefit of being a uh, you know 113 112 years of 100, over 110 year old hardware company, right? Is like we have a lot of interoperability with our own hardware, um, and so we do really interesting things. So so you know the energyware UPS is if you think about historically a UPS was you know used as it's it's it bridges the threshold between the power going out and whatever long-term backup system you have right whether it's a generator or you know whatnot um you know what we've done is we said hey we can make that piece of hardware much more intelligent we can now take lithium-ion batteries that take significantly more cycles um, and they can take much deeper discharges and we can tie all that together and take something that was just, you know, there in case and turn it into something that actually proactively helps manage a data center's power draw. Um, so if you think about a large data center, you know, if it's a 20 megawatt data center, you probably have 20, you know, one megawatt UPSs across the various data halls. Um, and so what we can do is we can now say, okay, you know, if the data center as a whole is reaching a peak point or some sort of threshold that a customer can set, we can say, hey, we know which UPSs have extra battery capacity. 
we know which ones are in the best state of health. And we can start to say, you know, use the batteries. Um, so, so again, UPS is used to be all or nothing, right? You were on battery or yeah. you were passing through utility, right? You were cleaning it and passing it through. Well, now yeah. we've gotten the hardware to where it's smart enough to say, I can share utility and battery at the same time. So we can dial up the battery usage to lower the overall draw of the data center yeah. uh, to keep them under a peak. Um, so again, to keep, you know, keep their charges below the, the max rate or some sort of, you know, um, peak charge that they would see. So, so there's a lot of, you know, I would say cool technology that we can do now, and there's there's more interesting things coming. But but I think that's a really good example of you know, we and we have you know we have multi-tenant customers today that you know the utilities will literally pay them if they can say, look, if you can cut your power draw in half for the next you know 12 minutes, they'll they'll pay them you know fifty thousand dollars. Wow, that's a great point. Um, and so, you, you, yeah, go ahead. Say, so do you see your customers coming to you now looking for? What are effectively, you know, the introduction to microgrid technology and ability to, to serve and deliver power as needed either direction, as you're pointing out? Yes, I think I think there's definitely, you know, and, and that one is a spectrum as well, right? You, we've got some customers that are like, I want a full-on microgrid capability. There's some that, you know, they're, you know, when you cross the meter, it gets interesting, right? So, you know, if you think about energy aware, like you can do all of that without having to interact with the grid per se, right? So it's managing your load inside the data center. Um, but there's there's positive benefits to, you know, the grid because you're doing that. Uh, whereas, you know, we do have customers that are starting to come into like, I want, you know, they want, you know, the full scale, microgrid type deployments um, and so again we've got you know really smart hardware people and architects that help us you know design that and, and build that out for a customer if, if that's what they're really looking for energy it's the energy transition you know it's a, it, you know and fostering the energy transition that's why you know uh, you know talking about these tools is you know like bright layer it's uh as uh, rich miller uh, used to like to write it's the prism you know for di for discussing uh these uh you know larger vital topics and uh you know and also back to the grid interactive part i mean news point it says right here in the Eaton site that uh, microsoft is employing uh the the ups and the and the and the software tools in its dublin data centers with uh with the grid interactive uh capability uh I'm interested in this uh, create new rev revenue streams uh, bullet point, you know, by, you know, by, uh, you know, engineering a grid strategy. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of customers who, you know, are, you know, that's, you know, the first point of discussion. I, I mean, you know, in your experience in the industry, you know, how far, um you know is the horizon for for people when it comes to uh you know being interactive with the grid and looking at alternative you know energy sources you know david just mentioned microgrid and yeah yeah i think i think there's there's definitely um there's there's a, a pretty healthy horizon right there there are customers actively pursuing it now and then there's there's definitely ones that are you know they're trying to figure out what's the right approach and there's some that you know that that is is an interesting idea but they're just not ready um and so you know when you when you look at it i think there's there's a couple pieces and 
and for for me there's a lot if you if you look at what's the core purpose of the data center right like a multi-tenant data center um you know, there's a lot of things that they can do to offset the cost which is a, an important part of their business right the cost to serve is you know typically their number one metric um you know i, I think you know, we can do interesting things like hey if you have smart hardware and the software you know, we can make your smart hands that you know a multi-tenant data center is going to offer more efficient maybe even less you know human or either less or non-human intervention from a physical standpoint you don't got to walk out into the data center and, and make the change um so so there's definitely pieces where you know, we can do that or again like a lot of multi-tenant data centers their customer facing portals are homegrown right and it's like hey we can take the data that we're collecting we're showing to you and you don't have to show our software to the customer you can pull whatever data you need into your own customer software and they can see you know they can see usage information they can see billing rates they can see all that all the things that you're using to manage your data center you can serve that up to a customer right and, and a lot of them will do that level of granularity for a fee um, and so so it you know you start to layer in all of these capabilities um, and then, you know, if you go one step further down the chain, you talk about managed service providers, um, again, being able to say, hey, now that we have interactive hardware, you've got a way to monitor it, you've got a way to do predictive analytics inside. Um, so we can say, hey, we know if, you know, these 10 alarms come from that UPS that it needs to be replaced, right? Or the batteries need to be replaced. And we can proactively send that to you as the managed service provider and you show up looking like the hero because, you know, hey, we're, we're going to prevent downtime for your business by making this change in the next maintenance window. Um, and so, again, we, we start to bring new revenue streams for those kinds of partners because, you know, historically, I was like, hey, yeah, we're setting up a new building and a new network closet and we're going to sell you a UPS and we're going to put some PDUs in there and a rack. But now that that device is much more important because it's it's the, the trigger that tells you, hey, we have automated policies that will be in place so should something go go wrong um you know we're doing the things we talked about earlier we're migrating loads we're gracefully shutting things down in the worst case scenario so you as a business once it comes back are back up and running as quickly as possible so again it, it helps them hedge those slas that they have with their customers um but again it gives them this the idea of you know power infrastructure as a service is we have the tools now that they can bring a much more compelling story around that for a customer and, and turn that into, you know, a chargeable service. Thank you for that. Um, what what percentage of the uh, of the current sales would you say are going into uh, brand new uh, data centers? You know, data centers that are you know currently being built and going to be putting in the uh, the hardware and software uh, platforms on day one versus uh, you know, you're kind of converting or uh, upgrading uh, present uh, customers. Yeah, I would say I would say it's about 50 50. Um, and and I'm sure you guys talked talked about it with lots of people, but it's, you know, getting data centers spun up right now over, over the last two years has been, you know, everybody's trying to do it as fast as possible, but it, it's not going as fast as anybody would want. Um, so yeah, so I, I think we're seeing, you know, customers are like, hey, we're we're getting, you know, 
We're going to use this to get more, get more that we can out of the existing data centers that we have. But we also have, you know, a lot of customers that are, you know, even even at the point where they're pausing construction, redesigning, right, for more power, more cooling in the data centers that they're building. Um, and you know, same thing with the intention that when it comes online, you know, they're going to use the software to help better manage that that new infrastructure. Um, I think the the piece that you know we've you know historically has always been the, the idea of a value prop of like that enterprise view, right? Like, hey, I have 200 data centers across the globe. Can you truly roll it up and get an enterprise view? And I think that's that's another you know piece of the puzzle that you know, we're we're definitely there. I would say that's historically a, a DSIM you know value prop from the past, but but I do think now that it's much more compelling because of all the sustainability environment supporting that you know, companies are either self-imposing or, or being required to, to provide. Absolutely. And thank you for your earlier point. You know, I mean, this is why, uh, you know, we need to, this is why it's so great to talk to uh, people who are more on the sales side of uh, data centers um, in this forum, because you're in the field, you know, we can get a barometric uh, reading uh, from, from that part of the industry, you know, that's why we're B2B, but we're, you know, but I digress. We're coming down to probably our last uh, three minutes. Mike, thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you to Eaton. And uh, I really feel like we've gotten inside our uh, bright layer and, uh, and our core topics. David, uh, any uh, final uh, questions here before we sign off? No, I think I'm good, but uh, definitely thank you for the time, Mike. Appreciate it greatly. Mike, any closing remark? No, I would say uh, definitely thank you for having me. This has been great. Um, you know, I, I think it's been it's been a long road for us to to get to this point, and that you know, for me, I'm super excited that that we're here and with, we're starting to bring it to the market. But I do think there's there's really compelling things that we're doing for you know classic data center use cases and then pushing it out to to what is the edge and all these distributed sites, it makes it makes a huge impact to, to the companies we get to deal with every day. So I love talking about it. I appreciate that you picked up on that. Great um, and uh, and yeah, it's great to have a have a conversation. So We've had a great industry discussion here today. So without further ado, then I'll just say uh, goodbye to everyone out there and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Data Center Frontier Show podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you.